Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Americanism's podcast. I'm your host, Thomas. Today, we're continuing with a Folk Heroes uh, series. I've already done two other episodes. If you haven't heard those, go back and check them out. Today's episode is about Paul Bunyan. I'm going to read a folk story from AmericanFolklore.net. This is retold by S.E. Schlosser. It's called Paul Bunyan's Kitchen. I'm going to read through slowly, then I'm going to break it down line by line, and then I'm going to read through one more time at a more natural speed. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach me at americanismspodcast at gmail.com. Also, please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment. Leave a review if you'd like. All right, thanks, guys. Paul Bunyan's Kitchen. One winter, Paul Bunyan came to log along the little gimlet in Oregon. Ask any old-timer who was logging that winter, and they'll tell you, I ain't lying when I say his kitchen covered about ten miles of territory. That stove, now, she were a grand one an acre long, taller than a scrub pine. And when she was warm, she melted the snow for about 20 miles around. The men logging in the vicinity never had to put on their jackets till about noon on a day when Paul Bunyan wanted flapjacks. It was quite a sight to see that cook of Paul Bunyan's making flapjacks. Cookie would send four of the boys up with a side of hog tied to each of their snowshoes, and they'd skate around up there keeping the griddle greased while Cookie and seven other men flipped flapjacks for Paul Bunyan. Took them about an hour to make enough flapjacks to fill him up, The rest of us had to wait our turn. The table we had set up for camp was about ten miles long. We rigged elevators to the table to bring the victuals to each end, and some of the younger lads in the camp rode bicycles down the path at the center, carrying cakes and such whatever they were called for. We had one mishap that winter, Babe the Blue Ox accidentally knocked a bag of dried peas off the countertop when he swished his tail. Well, them peas flew so far and so fast out of the kitchen that they knocked over a dozen loggers coming home for lunch, clipped the tops off several pine trees, and landed in the hot spring. We had pea soup to eat for the rest of the season which was okay by me, but them boys whose mama insisted they bathed more than once a year were pretty sore about losing their swimming hole. All right, cool. So I'm going to read it again, and I'm going to break down um, some of the interesting uh, things, some vocabulary. So here we go. So this is, again, Paul Bunyan's Kitchen by S.E. Schlosser. One winter, Paul Bunyan came to log along the little gimlet in Oregon. A few things here. 
Paul Bunyan came to log. What's log? In this case, log is a verb. Log can also be a noun. It's a tree that's fallen down. Now it's one big log, and you can chop it up into smaller logs. But he came to log. He was a logger, lumberjack. Uh, along the little gimlet. It's a river, I suppose, but I think it's fictional. It's not real place. And it's in Oregon or Oregon. Depends. You can say either one. I think most people say Oregon, though. That's probably correct. Ask any old timer who was logging that winter, and they'll tell you I ain't lying when I say his kitchen covered about 10 miles of territory. Old timers, an old person who was logging that winter, and they'll tell you I ain't lying when I say his kitchen covered about 10 miles. In folktales, often they'll use the first person. They'll say, I, they'll tell you, second person, you, I, first person. And it says, ask any old timer who was logging that winter and they'll tell you, I ain't, I ain't. What is ain't? Ain't is a very interesting word. Uh, it didn't officially become a word until the 1830s. It's a very common word and it can, it's a contraction. A contraction is a word made up of uh, a couple words. So like do not, you have don't. Cannot, you have can't. Like that. But for ain't, it's am not, is not, are not, has not, and have not. So it's kind of informal. You can say they ain't going to the game or I ain't going to the game. You can use ain't for anyone. We ain't doing that. So they say I ain't lying. I am not lying. When I say his kitchen covered about 10 miles, that's 16 kilometers, just the kitchen, of territory, land. The stove, now, she were a grand one. She were a grand one. Grand meaning big, but you see here, she were, that's wrong. She was a grand one. But this is a folk story. This is a common story of the people. So sometimes they'll use incorrect grammar. She were a grand one. And you'll see that more as we keep going. An acre long, an acre is about 4,000 square meters, taller than a scrub pine. Pine is a type of tree. It's a green tree. It's green all year round. So we call them evergreens. And when she was warm, she, the stove, she melted the snow for about 20 miles around. The snow, she melted, it turned back to water. From solid to liquid, melt. The men logging in the vicinity never had to put on their jackets till about noon on a day when Paul Bunyan wanted flapjacks. Vicinity is the area around a place. They didn't need their jackets because it was so hot. When Paul Bunyan wanted flapjacks, what are flapjacks? They're pancakes. What are pancakes? It's a classic American breakfast food. It's basically a little, almost like a muffin, but just the top. And you you uh, put it on a stove, both sides, and that's it. You put some butter and maple syrup, basically sugar from a maple tree. It was quite a sight to see that cook of Paul Bunyan's making flapjacks. It was quite a sight to see. It was very impressive. It was interesting to look at. It was quite a sight to see. Cookie would send four of the boys up with the side of a hog tied to each of their snowshoes, and they'd skate around up there, Q 
keeping the griddle greased while Cookie and seven other men flip flapjacks for Paul Bunyan. It's a long sentence. <laughs> cookie here means the cook. Just a nickname. Informal name for a cook. Hey, Cookie. And uh, they'd skate around up there. So you have to imagine they have piece of hog, hog being pig, tied around their shoes, their snowshoes. And they would skate like ice skating, figure skating. And this would put grease from the pig, the fat on the pig would melt on the griddle and it would keep it greased so that the pancakes didn't stick. Took them about an hour to make enough flapjacks to fill him up, fill him up. He, you know, he couldn't eat anymore. He was full. Would you like dessert? No, thank you. I'm full. The rest of us had to wait our turn. The table we had set up for camp was about 10 miles long. 10 miles is about 16 kilometers. We rigged elevators to the tables to bring the vittles to each end. And some of the younger lads in the camp rode bicycles down the path at the center, carrying cakes and such wherever they were called for. We rigged. What does rigged mean? It means to set something up, equipment or structure, in a fast way, hastily, or in a makeshift, meaning not following all the rules, just quickly. So they rigged elevators, because the table was so high they couldn't get up, to bring the vittles. Vittles. That's an old word. I even had to look this one up. And this means food or provisions. And it's an alternate of the word victual which we don't really use that much or at all. So to bring the food, the vittles, to each end, and some of the younger lads, lads, boys. Some of the younger boys, the lads in the camp, they rode bicycles down the path at the center of the table, carrying cakes and such wherever they were called for. Carrying cakes and such wherever they were called for. That's more like it. So they were bringing cakes. They were bringing pancakes around. We had one mishap that winter. What's a mishap? Mishap is an unlucky accident. Babe the blue ox. So Paul Bunyan had a giant ox named Babe. Babe the blue ox is Paul Bunyan's big blue ox. Giant, just like Paul Bunyan. Babe the blue ox accidentally knocked a bag of dry peas off the countertop when he swished his tail. Swish. Means, you know, he swung. Swish is an onomatopoeia. It's a word that is what it sounds like. When you make a shot in basketball and it doesn't hit anything but the net, we say swish. Well, them peas flew so far and so fast out of the kitchen that they knocked over a dozen loggers coming home from lunch, clipped the tops off several pine trees, and landed in the hot spring. Well, them peas... Again, informal, it should be the peas or, well, the peas flew, but it's them peas. They knocked over a dozen loggers coming home for lunch. What is a dozen? A dozen is a word for 12. And a baker's dozen, like a man or a woman who makes bread, a baker, a baker's dozen is 13. Clipped off the tops of several pine trees, clipped like you clip your nail, your fingernails, you have to clip them, you have to cut them, and landed in a hot spring. 
A hot spring is a big body of water or a body of water, like a lake or a pool, and it's hot. How is it hot? It's hot from the volcanic activity inside of the earth. It heats the water. We had pea soup to eat for the rest of the season, which was okay by me. But them boys, whose mamas insisted they bathed more than once a year, were pretty sore at losing their swimming hole. So we had pea soup because it was a hot spring. It cooked the peas that fell in the in the hot spring, which was okay by me. But them boys, whose mamas, whose, how do you spell whose? It's W-H-O-S-E, whose. And this means belonging or associated with, not like W-H-O apostrophe S, which is who is, like who's there, who is there. This is whose. You might say, uh, uh, whose shirt is this, right? So their moms, basically, wanted them to take a bath, to take a shower, more than once a year. They were pretty sore. Sore. If your muscles get sore, they hurt. They were upset. They were pretty sore at losing their swimming hole. And here we go with normal speed. One winter, Paul Bunyan came to log along the little gimlet in Oregon. Ask any old timer who was logging that winter, and they'll tell you, I ain't lying when I say his kitchen covered about 10 miles of territory. That stove now, she were a grand one, an acre long, taller than a scrub pine, and when she was warm, she melted the snow for about 20 miles around. The men logging in the vicinity never had to put on their jackets till about noon, on a day when Paul Bunyan wanted flapjacks. It was quite a sight to see that cook of Paul Bunyan's making flapjacks. Cookie would send four of the boys up with a side of a hog tied to each of their snowshoes, and they'd skate around up there, keeping the griddle greased while Cookie and seven other men flipped flapjacks for Paul Bunyan. Took them about an hour to make enough flapjacks to fill them up. The rest of us had to wait our turn. The table we had set up for camp was about ten miles long. We rigged elevators to the table to bring the vittles to each end. Some of the younger lads in the camp rode bicycles down the path at the center, carrying cakes and such whatever they were called for. We had one mishap that winter. Babe the Blue Ox accidentally knocked a bag of dried peas off the countertop when he swished his tail. Well, them peas flew so far and so fast out of the kitchen that they knocked over a dozen loggers coming home from lunch, clipped the tops off several pine trees, and landed in the hot spring. We had pea soup to eat for the rest of the season, which was okay by me, but them boys whose mama insisted they bathed more than once a year were pretty sore about losing their swimming hole. All right, that's all for today, folks. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Americanism's podcast. Please share with a friend if you think they'd enjoy it. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. So if you want to email me, feel free. It's americanismspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much, guys.